Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Let's start this one off differently because this movie is so much part of pop culture Mm -hmm. and you've watched a lot of 80s movies. Yeah. Tell me everything you know about Say Anything. I know it's about um, a boy loves a girl, but they can't be together. So I think she gives him a pen and he writes her letters or something. Okay. And then to prove himself, he stands outside her window with a boombox over his head playing In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. I don't know how accurate any of this is. Okay. (laughs) But that's like the extent of it? Yeah, that's all. That's all I know. Cool. I'm excited for you to watch this. Okay. This is a great movie that I'm surprised you haven't seen because I think this one is right in your wheelhouse and I think you're actually going to enjoy this one. Not like Blood Diner where you're like, "Eh, I like horror movies Mm -hmm. and Streets of Fire where you're just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I think you are really going to like say anything. Okay. All right. So kick that theme music, DJ. DJ. You made me watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You made me watch Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like Next time we watch something I like But I can't believe you made me watch You're mocking this movie, but... <laughs> but I really liked it. I, really I liked knew it. It. Mm-hmm. it was cute, wasn't it? It was cute. And it's actually, um, I thought it was going to be kind of just like a rom-com, like pretty basic. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was um, it was uh, like a meaningful story and talking about like complicated relationships with your family. And I know. It was really good. It's almost a movie about a daughter and her father mm-hmm. told from the point of view of the boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I know. I can see why it's stuck with people over the years, too. Right. Because also they really make Lloyd Dobler into like the perfect, imperfect boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Once he did his famous dinner speech, Mm -hmm. were you familiar with that dinner speech? Like, Um, what do you want to do for a living? I don't want to buy, sell, or process anything. I don't Mm want to buy anything that's been sold or processed. I don't want to sell anything that's been bought or processed. I I don't want to process anything bought sold. so funny. I felt like I was asked that question 10 million times when I was graduating from high school. So what do you want to do? And I felt like I had about the same answer. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't want to buy, sell, or process anything. I know what I don't want to do, but I have no idea what I actually want. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat seeing all the people that were graduating in 1988 Mm -hmm. in that who later 
became stars. Yeah. Like yeah. Lily Taylor is Lloyd Dobler's best friend. Yeah. Lloyd Dobler's John Cusack. Yes. Pam Adlon. Pam Adlon. Oh my God. Like the voice. I knew the voice. You were like, who is, you're like, can you tell who that is? I'm like, who the hell is that? Like, I couldn't, like, put the face together. It was weird how 80s hair made her look completely different. Made her look so different. Mm. But it's like, she still, oh my God, it was so funny. And the other friend was played by James L. Brooks, the producer's daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. DC. DC, who looks familiar, but I think she just has, like, a a face This is probably the biggest acting thing that she did. Mm -hmm. The thing that we're probably most familiar with that she did was she was one of the producers of that Edge of 17 or Edge of 18, the Haley Steinfeld movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She co-produced that. Oh. mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Jeremy Piven. Oh, God. Jeremy Piven, who wore a hat the whole movie because he totally wasn't balding then. Well, it was pre- <laughs> the invention of plugs. <laughs> plugs plus Propecia. Mm-hmm. He, he came at it from several angles to oh, fight hair loss. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he got plugs and then they came out with Propecia and they were like, he was like, see, it's filling in. It looks really good. Yeah, it's all fake. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. real hair. Yeah, it's like baboon hair or something. Ugh. Did you know that he and John Cusack used to be best friends? And that's why Jeremy Piven is in every movie for a while that John Cusack starred in. Uh Uh-huh. Because John Cusack basically had it, you know, like, oh, you got to have a a role for my friend Jeremy. And they're not best friends anymore? No, they had a huge falling out sometime after Gross Point Blank. Really? And do not talk at all and will not talk about it, apparently. Wow. Which I should have looked this up because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those things where I'm like 30% accurate. Yeah. But my understanding is that they are not friends. Uh Uh-huh. I'm 90% sure that they're not friends anymore. I don't think so. And I'm 50% sure that they won't speak about what happened. Yeah, because I didn't know that they were friends. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's in One Crazy Summer. Yeah, I remember he's in One Crazy Summer. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yep. Well, I've also heard that Jeremy Piven is a notorious, like, fucking smug asshole that he's... Yeah, but they've been friends since they were little kids. Oh, that's really sad. Because Jeremy Piven's parents are big-time theater teachers Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Oh, wow. um, Well, that's unfortunate that their friendship fell apart. Yeah. It's kind of neat, too, because John Mahoney, who played Ioni Skye's Dad, Dad, yeah. Is also one of those Steppenwolf theater Oh, people. is he really? And I believe that's where Jeremy Piven's parents taught at. Oh, wow. Didn't Lily Taylor also do Steppenwolf? Probably. Because I remember, um, I think she did Steppenwolf, and then she used to date, um, what's his name from The Sopranos? The guy who plays Anthony in The Sopranos. Michael Imperioli? Michael Imperioli. They were together for a long time. Oh, then, I didn't know that. Yeah, they de- they were together for probably like 10 or 12 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they started a theater together after oh, okay. they met, I think, at Steppenwolf. I could be wrong. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of dating, do you know who Ioni Sky's boyfriend was during the filming of this? Mm-mm. Was it Jeremy Piven? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he kind of is in this movie. Who is it? Because his band does the opening song, Anthony Kiedis, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Yeah. Did He's, they break up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm kidding. I read his autobiography, and she was a pretty big part of it. I think it was right after they broke up that he started using heroin for oh, the first time. Oh, shit. And his autobiography scar tissue basically has this whole pattern of 
he gets clean mm-hmm. and he starts dating someone. She breaks up with him and he starts using heroin again. Oh, God. So, like, his book ends with, so I'm clean right now, but I'm also in a relationship. Oh, <laughs> so, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And do you know who Ioni Sky's first husband is? No, I don't. Uh, Adam Horowitz from Beastie Boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's basically really into rock stars. Apparently. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yep. She's got a type. Yeah. My understanding is that she is nothing like the character that she played <laughs> in this, based on my like foggy re- yeah. memories of the Anthony Kiedis mm-hmm. book. Yeah, it was really cool. It was nice to see someone who's like, I really focused on school and I never really got to like live my life for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her kind of explore that with a guy who's just really nice to her and yeah. really is just like, I'm really excited to just get to know you and like, also kind of combating her feelings with her feelings about this new guy that she's seeing who's making her feel really good and all these new emotions and then like right her complicated relationship with her dad what do you think of the sex talk that she had with her dad oh my god i would never like it's clear like that they are you know that they're like her dad's kind of been her best friend mm-hmm. sort of up until this point and so She's never really done anything, so it's been easy to, like, always be honest. And then, you know, for her to be like, yeah, I went out and I had sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I can see how that would be like a, well, why would I hide that? We always tell each other everything. Yeah. But it's also, like, it's so cringy just to be like, oh, God, he clearly doesn't want to hear this about you. <laughs> like, John Mahoney's face is like, yeah. Ugh. What did you think about her explanation of the feelings she was having about First, I decided, no, I'm not going to. Like, because mm-hmm. it almost kind of starts, I mean, it not almost, it exactly starts like she felt like she was going to be pressured into it. Yeah. So she was just going to do it anyway so she could avoid that conversation. Yeah. And then, because I didn't remember this that well, I was sort of like, oh. Yeah. The twist of that, I yeah, was like, damn, like, Cameron no, Crowe's a good to. writer. Yeah. 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 I thought that was interesting and kind of like, a nice girl power moment, I think. Yeah. Where she's like, you know, I thought he was going to kind of force it on me. And so I decided I don't want to. But when it came down to it, it was my decision. And I decided I wanted to, you know, like, <sighs> you don't hear that a lot, especially in movies from that time. Right. It was a little empowering to hear her say like, yeah, I decided I wanted to. So I did. It's kind of a reoccurring theme in things that he's written mm-hmm. because he also wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of those moments. Yeah. And then this was the first thing that he wrote and got to direct because mm-hmm. of the success of Fast Times. And then he did Singles, which is about the Seattle grunge scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that familiar with it, but he also did Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That has a lot of empowered females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is nice to see because you don't get to see that a lot even in cinema now. So Right. And the fact that he's been doing that his entire career. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Too bad he missed the mark on race when he cast Emma Stone. Was it it in Aloha? As a Pacific Islander in Aloha. Yeah. Yeah. So cringy. Yeah. It's really too bad that he... Did it like that? I found this out, too. John Cusack was originally cast as John Bender in Breakfast Club. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did he drop out for some reason, or did they just recast him? He didn't really go into specifics. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I could have seen him in that role, too. 
Yeah. It's Judd Nelson, right, who plays it? Yeah. Like, Judd I think Nelson Judd Nelson was, brings a lot more menace. Yeah, like he's scarier, mm-hmm. for sure. He's definitely like a more threatening presence. But I think John Cusack would have done really well in that role as well. I feel like he's played a killer and stuff before. and He has, and it's fucking terrifying. Oh, is it? He, um... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a serial killer in Australia. It was um, based on a true story. He played a serial killer. Moulin Rouge? No. <laughs> but he plays a serial killer who was, um, he was just a baker. Okay. In a small town in Alaska, and he would abduct sex workers and take them out into the Australian wilderness and basically hunt them. That's the most dangerous part. It was fucking horrifying. The guy got away with it for so long because they were sex workers and it's often underreported, you know, them mm-hmm. going missing. They're not really. There's not a lot of communication between the law and sex workers. Yeah. Of course, he managed to bring it to true crime. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, Robert Hansen is the serial killer. Um, okay. Yeah, he was like the town baker. He was married and had a family. And Ooh. he would pick up sex workers and bring them to his basement mm-hmm. and rape and torture them. And then he, he also had a, a pilot's license. So he would fly. He would he would uh, take them from there and fly them to a remote area in the Alaskan wilderness and then like blindfold them and tie them up and let them try to run away while he just murdered them. It's horrifying. Wow. I know. So John Cusack played the serial killer Robert Hansen. Oh. And it's absolutely terrifying because What's he's that movie called? On Frozen Ground, I believe is what it's called. Oh. We should watch that sometime. It's a really good movie. They do a really good job because they do it from the perspective of a woman who actually escaped him. Mm-hmm. The Frozen Ground is what it's called. Okay. Um. So there's a woman, Cindy Paulson, who I think was like 17 at the time, really young sex worker, who he abducted and tortured. And he was about to get her in the plane and she managed to get out of his car and got picked up by a trucker who took her to to the police station and Mm. the police didn't believe her no so he ended up killing i think three other people after that and then eventually when he was caught what decade was all this the 80s i believe oh wow yeah that's nuts it's fucking crazy yeah yeah i think vanessa hudgens plays cindy paulson yep oh okay yeah, Nick. <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage movie, actually, also. Oh, no. Because Nick Cage plays the detective who, the Alaska State Trooper, who believes Cindy. Because I believe there was someone who did believe her, and she testified against him and was, like, an integral part of the investigation to get him convicted. The big Nick Cage, John Cusack reunion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. After their prison plane movie. Oh, God. Con Air. Con Air. Yeah. Con Air. <laughs> Which I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile that movie in my mind. Because Con Air is the name of like a hairdryer company. Oh, yeah. So like as a girl, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't want to see. And there were just so many shots of like Nick Cage's bad wig like flowing behind him. I'm like, do you think it's the Con Air that was blowing it? Is Jeremy Piven in that at all? <laughs> I don't know. He might not be because... The one weird trivia I remember about that was John Cusack was talking about how because he's so like indie and uh, has so much credibility, he was able to play an action star wearing Birkenstocks 
in that movie. Okay. It's kind of hard to talk about Say Anything when we're both like, yeah, we both really liked it. It was very sweet. Yeah, I know, right? This is terrible. Eric Stoltz was in Say Anything, looking a lot like he looked in Pulp Fiction. Yes, and also I was like, is that our friend Dennis? <laughs> because he's, he just looked like Dennis in that shot. It was really funny. Poor Dennis gets that a lot. That he looks like Eric Stoltz? No, that he looks like other people and stuff. Well, what? I don't see why that's sad. I don't know. Anytime I've seen someone go up to Dennis and say, you know who you look like? A cool guy. It does seem like it's always irritated Dennis. Oh, I'm sorry, Dennis, if you're listening. I remember one time a guy was really drunk and kept telling Dennis he looked like Scott Fargus. He does not. The Christmas story. He does not look like Scott Fargus. I think he looks a lot like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. He's not. He's not squinty-eyed, though. No. Like Dale Earnhardt Jr. What? <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <laughs> I was going to do a bit. You were. <laughs> but then I censored myself. I'm so proud of and you. And you saw on my face, like, the physical effort. I was like, effort. something's happening over there on the couch, and I don't know what to say. Oh. That was cute. You should be really happy. I am. You saw how much work it took it was a lot of to work. keep that bit inside my face. You know what? I believe it because you've been doing bits all damn day and it has been out of control. I'm like your uh, Lloyd Dobler. I'm your man boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. My job is really just to take care of you. Yeah. Because I love you. I love you. I'm going to start kickboxing. No. That was sort of... <laughs> That was sort of a very 80s thing, too, about the movie, was that it's like, well, I'm just really into kickboxing right now. I'm like, (laughs) okay. um, The dojo from it is apparently the same dojo from Karate Kid. I couldn't Uh, Yeah, me neither. This is also the movie that John Cusack started kickboxing, and it's a thing that he still does, and actually got up to black belt. Good for him. I follow him on Instagram, but most of his um, posts right now are like about the election and like politically. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was um, supporting Bernie Sanders for a while, but Mm. since Bernie Sanders dropped out, I don't know. But he's an interesting guy to follow on Instagram if you guys want to give him a follow. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I'm like. You should. I mean, don't don't give plugs unless people are paying for them. Well, I'm going to have to bleep out Jack Cusack's name. No, I really like John Cusack. I was, I'm actually, um, it's funny how the Lloyd Dobler character has really kind of made him, like, I feel like a lot of his sort of, I don't want to say he's typecast because he's a really great actor, but he is kind of a guy who you think is like, he's the good guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like in high fidelity, even though his, Even though, like, he does some shitty stuff as that character, you still root for him and you're like, he's the good guy. Like, he's like the earnest curmudgeon in a way. Yeah. Who wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, exactly. Curmudgeon isn't what I was looking for, but. But I know what you mean. I can't think of the right word either, but he's. He's great in this role. Like, I can't yeah. think of anyone else who could have really delivered it the way that he does. Because he does the, like, rapid talking thing. Right. So well. Yeah. And it really, <laughs> I feel like I knew guys like this. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they're just trying to figure shit out. So, they're just barfing out every single thought in their head. Then they're like, does that make sense? And you're like, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Because if you say no, then they're just going to go back. 
Yeah, because yeah. if they, yeah, because if you say no, it's going to be like, oh, this is this conversation won't end. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's really great with like the rapid talking, but you know, doing it in a way that's very charming and where you're like, he's just a kid trying to figure it out. You know what he is sure of, he's sure of, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. Yeah, yeah. And Ionis is is it Ionis? Ionis Sky. Ioni. I keep on saying Ionia. Ioni. Ioni Sky. Yeah. They have actually really great chemistry together. Yeah. Her um, dad is Donovan, the uh, 60s singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why she's into rock stars. Maybe. Because girls date their dads. Shut up. That's why me and your dad <laughs> look the look same. so similar. Oh, my God. I was saying similar, but you said the same. <sighs> yeah. For those of you <laughs> who are curious what my dad looks like, older version of my husband. Yep. Much older. Which is weird because I never dated anybody that was like him before, which is probably why they yeah. all ended badly. <laughs> Am I your first Lloyd Dobler? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I never really dated a lot of like super great guys. I still remember one of our first dates taking you to a place that had oh, cloth God. napkins. Mm-hmm. And my memory is that you cried because a guy had never taken you to a restaurant that had cloth napkins before. I don't think I cried, but I was very touched. I was like, this is so nice. And you were like, um, okay. And I yeah. was like, seriously, no, this is like really nice. I've never been anywhere that's a cloth napkin. And that's why we keep going to the Red Lobster. <laughs> to the Red Lobster. <laughs> it was a tapas place, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, Grand Rapids. I don't want people to think that I really (laughs) thought that Red Lobster was. No, it was. What's this character that I'm doing? I don't know what this character is. I don't know. It was really good, though. They had gluten free bread. I'm slap happy. I know, I'm so tired. Yeah, they had gluten free bread because I made sure to take you to a place that had gluten free options. Oh, didn't you also get me a birthday cake, too? Yeah. That's right. Because it was like near my birthday. Mm -hmm. Or it was either near my birthday or it was my birthday weekend or something like that. Right. And that was with uh, Carl LeBeau eventually. Yeah. Yeah, We'd only been dating for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But we had a really nice time. Yeah. Hey, you're cute. You are too. Look at us. We're married now. Yeah. We have a baby. I feel like I can say anything to you. I feel like I could say anything to you. That's my favorite part of movies, whenever they <laughs> say the title of the movie in the movie. Yeah, they do do that, which was, like, I heard it, and I was like, they just saw the title of the movie in the movie, <laughs> and then you said it, and I was like, yes. I just love it when movies do that. It is kind of delightful, because then you're like, ah, that's the title of the movie. I don't know why it's so delightful, but it is. I love it to the point that I sometimes talk about it on stage. I know. Where I do a bunch of real ones, and then... I yeah. end with, uh, hey guys, I'm kind of nervous walking along these train tracks to go look at this dead body. You think one of you can stand by me? <laughs> You're so special. <laughs> You're precious. So yes, I, I would recommend this film. It's really good. My new one is going to be like, yo, check that out. That guy's breaking. Hey, that guy's breaking too. Electric Boogaloo. Oh my God. No. I hate it. <laughs> it's so much. Why do we fight these Star Wars anyway? Oh, my God. Anyway, back to say anything. I also liked... Um, I feel like the Empire is really mad that we blew up their Death Star. We should really try to focus on talking about the movie that we watched instead of literally everything else. You think that's why the Empire strikes back? Oh, my God. So <laughs> Welcome back, Skywalker. I I'm, see we have the return of the Jedi. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't stop. 
I really can't. Okay, I'm going to focus. Okay. I really like the supporting cast. I thought it was, they were all really great. Yeah. And I also kind of like watching Ione Skye's relationship with her dad change, you know, from they're like best friends to, to, you know, they're kind of dealing with like pulling apart a little bit because, you know, she's out experiencing love for the first time. And then watching that relationship fracture when she realizes that that he lied to her and that he is involved in a criminal activity and yeah and kind of watching her heartbreak over that like if there's a villain in the movie it's kind of him yeah but at the same time aside from the stealing Mm -hmm. and lying to his daughter about it he's still a really good dad he's a really good dad and it is like yeah go out and make friends i mean he says he's like i don't really want you to see this guy but I can't stop you, you know. Like yeah, you he want- never really tells her. Yeah, there's no like ultimatum. He's not like, you need to stop seeing him. It's not mm-hmm. like that at all. He's like, I think he's a distraction. You know, you have a lot going for you right now. You're young. I think you should break up with him. I'm not saying you, you can't ever talk to him again. I'm just saying, you know, you're about to go to England on this fellowship. You should focus on that maybe but he's never like you have to stop seeing him because it's about your future you know it it was nothing like that he's like a really good dad you know he just does something kind of shitty do you remember when we first started dating and at the time you wanted to go to new york and i wanted Mm -hmm. to go to la yeah and we just kind of sat down and very frankly just said hey listen this is right after a divorce this is a very definition of a rebound it probably won't work out when it's time for you to go to New York and me to go to L.A., let's just promise that we'll still be friends and be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. And now we're married. And now we're married. We're parenting a child. We are. Yeah. It is weird how that happens sometimes. How you're and kind neither of, of like, us are buy, selling, or processing anything. No, we're not. We're not buying anything that's been sold or processed. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not selling anything that's been bought or processed. Mm-mm. And we're not processing anything bought, sold. correct yeah so i mean this is honestly i think it holds up still yeah honestly which aside from the phones yeah (laughs) yeah there's a scene where john cusack is talking to his sister on a payphone in a phone booth and i'm like oh that's another one of the big quotes too i gave her my heart and she She gave gave me me a a pen. pen yeah that's the one that i remember from like the I love the 80s clip shows that they had in the late 90s, early 2000s. That pen thing is really well set up, too, where it she's is. like, Dad, I would never in a million years give him a pen. Yeah. And then she's like, um, write me. And then she does. She gives her dad a pen. And then she too. gives her dad the pen because he's the one that she's going to be leaving. Cameron Crowe is such a good writer. He is a really good writer. This was really... It is a very... Maybe he's just really progressive and doesn't see race or color. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't fault him for casting white people. Because you know what? It was probably a studio push. No. (laughs) Or maybe he just really liked Emma Stone. Yeah. I don't know. He wouldn't be the first director who cast a white girl to play an Asian. Yeah. I mean... Scarlett Johansson (laughs) Would have a lot of holes on her IMDb. <laughs> yeah. And Tom Cruise played The Last Samurai. Yeah. It's not unheard of how whitewashed Hollywood is, which is unfortunate. Yeah. There's been some progress, but very little. <sighs> 
But I will say that this film was really well done, and I think it holds up, and I think everybody should see it. It's really good. I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah, me too. I think it's weird. I think you're right. It is weird that I've never seen it. Because this is totally in your wheelhouse. It sure, yeah. Like, I feel like um, <laughs> it's kind of like the 80s version of, like, Garden State, sort of. Yeah. You know, like, someone trying to figure their life out and... And Garden State's, like, one of your all-time favorite it movies. It is one of my favorite movies, yeah. It's a great film. It's a movie you made me watch. It is a movie I made you watch. And I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet movie, you know. And I think this was, too. It's very, like, sweet and touching, and it explores relationships other than romantic ones, like friendships as well, and, you know, heartbreak and... I'm glad they didn't have a gross scene between John Cusack and Lily Taylor. The movie let them stay platonic friends. Yes, that they did, that he wasn't like, I just got dumped, let's hook up, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. That she got to stay just being his friend. Yep. I did, I did like that. I also liked when he's like, I don't have enough guy friends, like after they break Mm -hmm. up and he's driving around and he's like, I should just go like find some dudes and like be a guy. And he finds the guys sitting outside the gas station drinking beers. And as soon as he's done talking with them, he's like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done. I'm blanking on his name right now. He has a very peculiar name. The guy who played Joe Mm -hmm. is still an actor who works a lot, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't look at all like he looked Lily Taylor's. Ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You'll look at him and go, oh my God, that guy. Okay. So, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. He's um, he's super gross in this movie. <laughs> like, there's a scene between him and Lily Taylor where Lily Taylor's like, I hate him. He broke up with me and broke my heart. I wrote 65 songs about him. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes up to her at a party like that he's at with his new girlfriend. And he comes up to her and he's like, Mimi's going to leave to go to college. So, let's get back together. I love you. Because she's going to leave. Right. And, like, we have sex with me. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Lily Taylor's just like, yeah, no. Bye. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that we watched this. Me too. It was great. I feel like I set the bar pretty high. Yeah. Now and I, gotta- I can't wait for next week when we watch Dumb and Dumber, because I'm sure... The bar will be set equally as high. Oh, don't start. As long as there's no graphic scene of someone pooping in that movie. Oh, damn it. If only. Don't talk shit about Jeff Daniels. He's a a treasure. He's a Michigan treasure. And you can rent him for the night to go see a hockey game. Oh. (laughs) So that was Say Anything. Thank you so much for watching that with me. Yeah, no problem. I love you, too. That was a great pick. Really liked it. I'm going to probably spend years trying to find uh, something that you'll like. (laughs) That That I I haven't already seen. That you haven't already seen. Yep. That's the trick. Because you and I like a lot of the same movies, but I've already seen them. You know what, though? There was one movie that I suggested that you watch, and it was back like when we first started dating. Um, All the Real Girls. That was a really good movie Mm -hmm. that you hadn't seen. Is that one your favorite movie? Is it my favorite movie? Yeah. It's it's a movie I really like. Okay. Because um, you have Garden State, All the Real Girls, Jaws, Shining. Royal Tenenbaums. And Royal, Te- Royal, Royal Tenenbaums, mm-hmm. your favorite movie. Yeah. I remembered four of your top yeah, five. I know. Except for your number one. I know. Damn it. It's okay. 
You made me watch Royal Tenenbaums, too. I did. Yep. Yeah, there's a bunch of movies that made you watch that are good ones. It's yeah. just we've Three of been together five. for yeah. like eight, nine years now. So yep. we've <laughs> made each other watch so many Three already. of your top five I saw because you introduced yeah. them to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've made I'm talking, me watch of course, Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> the Shining. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those classics that for some reason you hadn't seen yeah, yet? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, who's this Steven Spielberg? Who's this guy? Yeah. Hmm. And Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick? Oh, sort of like the Lego knockoffs. Kubrick. Kubrick's. Okay. Kubrick's. Never heard of them. Stanley Kubrick's. Oh, Stanley from the Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. This bit's dumb. I'm this so is, tired. I know. I want to go to, I want to shower. I feel so dirty. Nice. <laughs> Join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash you made me watch to talk about the show and movies in general. You made me watch logo by Martin Butler. Follow him on Instagram at Marty Buttons. You made me watch theme song by Thomas Metalheim. To get him to compose your theme song, go to fiverr.com backslash Metalheim. All links in the show notes. Thank you for listening to You Made Me Watch. 